1: Yeah breaker and faints power hour <laughs> Yeah yeah Boy Grab a monster, crack it open. Let's go. It's time that we start the show. No hesitation. Oh no, the most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser with the best thing you've been on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy. Make a believer from Dallas Put in the stake in the shower. Breaker from base. Now Yeah. Hello. Uh. Oh. Hello. 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 Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to
0: the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, it's episode 447 of breaker and Bain's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker joining me this evening, and it is actually this evening, the one and only Big Underscore Bane, some nighttime podcasting, brother. We're burning the midnight oil today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. So we had, uh, dude, football season just smacks us right in the face, doesn't it? It always says, hey, spread your legs. Let me kick you in the
1: uprights.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Where's the name of the episode? <laughs> yeah so like you messaged me this afternoon like hey man we haven't talked yet you know do we do we need to record today and i'm like how ah, we can record tomorrow like yeah. nothing going we, on
1: we usually figure this out by wednesday
0: yeah and i i just hadn't really thought about it i guess yeah i don't know i feel like as i get older um
1: your mind slipping
0: well definitely that. <laughs> <laughs> mine too <laughs> <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> no but like i feel like the weeks like Time goes faster, right? Oh, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, all of a sudden, yeah. you, like, you lose track of time. Yeah. Like, the days are long as shit, but yeah. it's like, the week goes by, and you're like, damn, we need to record. You know? Summer's
1: almost over. I've been bitching about it for months, but it feels like it just, in a flash.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it's it's very strange. So, and do you want to record today? Like, no, we can do it tomorrow. No problem. You're like, yeah, okay, cool. And my sister informs me, oh, by the way, you know, my nephew's got a game. My niece is cheering at a game. Yep. And here's the thing, like, I don't give a shit about that game. Right. Because I'm just going to support her. Of course. But, but it's like, you can't not go. Right. Because, and like, I, I like to see her cheer. Sure. I, I do, but I'm just like, oh, I just, I'm not a sports guy. I'm yeah. just not. It's it's like. Oh, this. Mar-
1: Marissa did cheer uh, for a couple of years, and I hated going because that was literally the only reason I went. But you go because it's your kid. Yeah. And you're, you're watching them cheer, and you're enjoying it and having a good time. But it's like
0: football's the worst well and it didn't help that her team was just like abysmally bad yeah like they got like literally like six seven touchdowns yeah like as a loss almost like so it's like 40 40 to nothing almost right. every game like they never even scored it's just like dear god and, this and I, is awful i I
1: think you're in the same boat as me i've never been a school spirit
0: guy no so like did you not think that um pep rallies were like the stupidest thing oh ever? they were dumb
1: dumb I was like, everybody
0: get up and cheer you're like
1: hey. we were part of the drama team man like yeah. we didn't give a shit about you know the
0: black and gold yeah it was just so <laughs> like i here's here's the best way i can describe like me and bane in high school like you remember in the movie super bad
1: i was a chubby emo
0: <laughs> but like in the movie super bad evan is playing soccer right yeah. he's out there in gym and uh the coach is like evan get in the game he's like Kick the ball to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Seth just comes up on the field. He's like, Seth, get off the field. Yeah. It's like, and then one guy's like, come on, Evan, we're down three goals. He's like, it's soccer, man. It's soccer. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on. <laughs> that, I feel like that was us, right? Yes. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, this, is, this is so stupid. Yeah. yeah. Like this is just so dumb. Yeah. But uh before we get into our topics, I, I want to throw this at you just because it was a conversation that happened at work the other day. We were discussing Mandela effects. Oh yeah. I love Mandela effects. And, and there's one I didn't know. Uh-huh. And it got me and I was like, wow, I had no idea. There's a Mandela effect about Chick-fil-A. Do you know that?
1: Yeah, and I think I the the K didn't used to be there. Right? Right. Yeah. I I didn't even know of the universal Mandela effect about this. I just always misspelt it without
0: the K. You, and so you thought that, too, right?
1: I always thought it was C-H-I-C, and my uh, wife was actually the one to correct me. And I was it's like, like
0: chick is spelled correct. Right. I was like, no, that's
1: bullshit. It's, <laughs> it's C-H-I-C. And then, like, we went there. Sure enough, it was chick with a K. Swear to God, it's it was always C-H-I-C. And then I found some digging, and more people thought the same thing.
0: But Yeah. Bullshit. So I I blew this one kid's mind and what got us started about it. He was talking about because it, it was hot. And He's like, man, you know what I sound good? One of the remember those those Flintstones push ups or those push pops? Yeah. Those orange ones. And I was like, yeah, the push ups. Yeah. He's like, no, the push pops was like they're called push ups. Yeah, they were they were called push pops. And uh, it's the Mandela effect yeah. of it. And I saw a video on it where they like showed it and like no, they're called yeah. push ups. Yeah. And he's like, bullshit. They're push pops. I'm, t- I'm telling I'm telling you. And like uh, he's like he's looking at pictures. He's like, "There's no way. Like this is all fake." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, of course I brought up the Sinbad one. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't heard it, which is I love a new audience. For, oh, of for course. Bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, you know that movie Sinbad is in about the genie. He's like, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like you. So you remember? And he goes, yeah, I remember. I was like, what was it called? And he goes, I don't remember that. It was like, a '90s movie, right? And He was like, yeah. It's like, but you remember like the parachute pants and the vest and stuff? He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, that never happened. And he's just like, what? <laughs> Like it doesn't exist. Yeah, there was never a Sinbad Genie movie. Yeah, Mandela effect. I love a good Mandela effect. I, and there's got to be something to that, though, right? I mean, and I yeah. I know there's always a thought on like time travel and this and that, but there's something. Even the the Berenstain Bears. We all call it the Bernstein Bears, right? Why was everybody mispronouncing that when it's very clear that's not what it says? Yeah, it's I, weird man.
1: I I I I want more of this to happen. There's a um. There's something. And I can't remember what what the actual somebody's listening is going to get pissed off. Drew Benson, like, I can tell. He's yeah, he's already like, angry. this is what it's called. There's some like thing that scientists dick around with, like every now and then, and it's something they turn on, and they're basically like fucking around with black matter for real. And
0: yeah, let's not be doing that shit.
1: When when they whenever they click that thing on and like start messing with those dark
0: particles or whatever the fuck, I'm not a nerd. I don't know,
1: but like when they do that, that's when everybody says like, Oh, well that's when the new Mandela effects come through Mm. and because they're like messing with timelines and stuff for real. And I mean, that's all conspiracy, but I think that's fun to think about.
0: Well, it kind of, it kind of reminds me of in uh, the back to the future movie. And I probably talked about this before, but you and Marty initially, I wasn't
1: calling Drew Vinsel a nerd, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. I I don't know how to word things correctly. Drew
0: Vinsel knows all about being tired. Uh, I I can tell.
1: I I wasn't calling you a nerd, bud. promise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and back to the future, you know, when Marty first goes back in time, they're at the mall parking lot. Doc Brown explains, like, I remember this is all farmland as far as you could see. Mm -hmm. And it's called the Twin Pines Mall. Yeah. And Marty goes back in time. He knocks over a tree. Yep. And when he comes back, now it's called the Lone Pine Mall. Yeah. That's to me, like, that's kind of what this, what a Mandela effect seems like it is. Yeah. Right? Like something. That is clearly different. Which and, I, I and we don't and we don't know why. I
1: firmly believe time travel's a thing. Totally. I think I think there's something to it. Yeah, I, I totally think that's I a, don't think at
0: this point in our lives we could process it. Yeah. Or understand it, you know. Yeah.
1: I mean I be I totally think it's a thing for sure.
0: Definitely weird. Well, we got some uh we got some wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, Big Underscore Bang, we got a lot of wrestling to discuss here. Uh How about the return of Mr. Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano? Hell yeah. See that one coming? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it I, seemed likely with Triple H taking over, right?
1: Yeah. I, I, when, when he never showed up in AEW and it had been like damn near a year or whatever it was like, okay, he's probably just waiting on the right time to go back to WWE. Or it's, he's just done.
0: Well, it's interesting. I knew he had a kid. Yep. And, you know, I get wanting to take a little bit of time and kind of resettle back to, to, to real life. But he was also, I mean, I think there's something to be said about when you come in. You need to ultimately make as much of an impact as you can, right? Oh, and, yeah. And I feel like there's so much with AEW right now. I think, to me, the biggest example is the impact Keith Lee had when he debuted Yep. to where he's at now is like insanely like crazy how far he's fallen, I yeah. feel like, right? Because yeah. Keith Lee's a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Are they still
1: they- the tag champs?
0: They are they're wrestling the acclaimed at all out. Okay. Which should be a good match. I, I good like match. all those guys. Yeah. Uh, and the acclaimed have done well for themselves. Yeah. Homegrown guys. You know, I think that's really cool. But Keith Lee's one of those guys where it's like, how is this guy not? How is he not doing more? Right. Yeah. And and it's like, there's nothing wrong with being in a tag team, but it's just like it feels like it's thrown together. Like yeah. two guys aren't doing anything, but they're good. We want to use them, so let's put them together. Yeah. And that I feel like with a e w not having as so much t v time and stuff like that, that's kind of what ends up happening yeah, so good for gargano right yeah i yeah, I love it what do you uh who do you expect to see him do like i mean i Ooh. i feel like I feel like the problem with someone like him is I don't think Vince would have pushed him. I think he would have just been like, ah, he's too small.
1: It's in what's what's funny about that is I feel like there's going to be a lot of people not liking him because of his size, like a lot of fans who are just so accustomed to top stars having to be these giant, massive guys, right? Like a Bobby Lashley or something like that. But like, so I feel like it's it's going to be a little bit different because he's I feel like he's probably even smaller than HBK.
0: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, undersized for wrestling. Yeah,
1: for sure. he's, a, he's a small dude, but he's such a good talent that I feel like he could probably work circles around most guys in the ring. So like
0: his work in, in NXT, I feel like speaks for itself. Yeah. Talent wise. But again, like to me, like what made Shawn Michaels marketable is the fact that he could work anybody. Yes. I think Gargano's got that if you give him the right opportunity. I think so,
1: too. And so I'm, I'm excited to see who they put him up, who, who they put him up against, because I, I know there's a lot of guys that I would like to see him up against.
0: Yeah, um, you think with WWE, like, we'll start to see more, like, opportunity with guys that shouldn't, that didn't, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that, the guys that didn't get opportunity before. Oh, yeah. But also, there were some things that WWE did I never got. I never got why they tried so hard with Del Rio. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's not that he's not a good talent or anything, but it's just like, he was a bigger Mexican guy. Right. That's that's the only reason. But, I mean, but seriously, like, there was, yeah. like, he was, it's almost like they kept giving him opportunity. They mm-hmm. even released him. and He came back. Yeah. And I know he's had some legal issues, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hired him again. I mean, not under the Triple H regime, but before, right. you know what I mean? It's right. almost like, but even still, like, Jack Swagger, you know, he was another guy that they, I feel like, kept trying to repackage and remold. And it's not that he's bad, it's just, there's nothing he did that did anything for me, I guess.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and I, I don't know. I mean, there's that's mine. That's either my plug-in. Finally figured it out, that sound. It's either my microphone or it's my plugin. One or the other.
0: One of those things.
1: Yep. So anyway. At least um, we know. At least we know it's on my end.
0: Knowing's half the battle, like G.I. Joe.
1: That threw me off, though, because I don't know what the fuck we were talking about now.
0: We were talking about uh, guys like Swagger and Del Rio getting opportunity. When, like... My my point is when I, I felt like they kept getting chance after chance after chance. Yeah, and there's all these guys that never really got that that push, you know. And I just I never got it.
1: Well, and and I think with I think with Swagger, he was like a legitimate wrestler. Sure, and I get guy that. big guy, and they kind of wanted that. I mean, I I other than that I don't really know, like because <laughs> the dude's like uncharismatic you know what i mean like he's
0: i just remember him at royal rumbles running down to the ring and he like he looked yeah, like ming from from wcw revenge
1: yeah he's just a he's just a <laughs> weird, people know that game they yes, know what i'm talking about yes he's just kind of a weird dude but like with del rio i am almost because we know how vince operates i'm almost 100 percent certain it's just because they needed a, a mexican
0: face well, it's kind of like Jinder Mahal, right? Like yes. He gets this massive push because he's an Indian guy. You're right. And like, when's the last, I haven't even seen him on TV in yeah. I don't know how long. Yeah. It's like, is he still there? Like, what's going on here? Yeah. He has a former WWE champion. Yeah. But that seems like a lifetime ago at and this point.
1: I, I personally, I know I was in the minority here, but like, I personally loved him as champion. No, I thought he was great. Because he was a perfect heel champion. And at the time he looked the part. Like, yeah. he looked phenomenal. I don't know what he looks like now because like you said, it's been so long since I've seen him.
0: Well, I feel like it's kinda of like when I remember uh JTG, he was there so long they didn't do anything with him. Yeah. And I remember at one point on the That dude's super jack now. Right. And I remember seeing him on the uh, Dr. Roster page and he was wearing tights like trunks. And yeah. I'm like, When the hell did he switch to trunks? Right. Because I hadn't seen him in so long. But I think with um with all these guys, it's just it it's crazy like how quickly it can just like all of a sudden you don't see him anymore. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm excited Johnny Gargano's back. I think it's cool. And I think I hope this is a trend in the right direction for the company. Yeah, I hope so too. Jeff Jarrett is G O Double gone again. Yeah. Poor guy, you know. Well, maybe his decision. Who knows? The fact that it was quickly makes me think it was his decision. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe um, he doesn't like the idea of working under Triple H. Well, maybe he just doesn't like the. He, maybe there was a bigger workload than he expected. I don't know. Yeah, could be. Um, anyway, Jeff Jarrett, a lot of the figure fans are really worried because they showed off an Ultimate Edition Double J. Yeah. At Comic Con this year. And, he, of course, had the hat, you know, the glasses, multiple hands. Mm. Looks like an amazing figure. And. We haven't had a lot of Jeff Jarrett's in, in recent years, especially that, you know, the suspender look. Yeah. Now everyone's thinking like, oh, God, I hope that still happens. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: screw the game. I don't care about his career right. or whatever.
0: But I'll be honest, though, with his, as good as he looked physically at Ric Flair's last mm-hmm. match, it was kind of surprising to me that they didn't, like, take advantage of that, I guess.
1: Well, maybe give him one more run.
0: I felt like he could have done something else. I mean, probably not work full time, but there could have been some. There's some juice left there.
1: Give him an edge run, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's. I think Jeff Jarrett, there's something there. I mean. Who would he work, though? That Well, I mean, but like, who the hell does Edge work? That was kind of yeah. my thought when he came back, but they're making that happen. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, I don't know. Like, what does he do? Who does he work? Like, Does he win a title? I mean, it's kind of like Goldberg. Like, what do you do with Goldberg? Well, I,
1: I will say this, though. I feel like Edge is kind of the exception to the rule in the sense that there's not a whole lot of legends that, you know really need to come back yeah Um, whereas I felt like edge because his career was so short-lived or cut so short that first run like it felt like kind of like necessary for him to come back a little bit
0: okay so we did a little microphone switcheroo hopefully this will
1: change things I don't know hopefully that that is going to piss me off if this works because that does mean that that first outlet's messed up ah son of a bitch is there a warranty on that thing I don't know so the box yeah i don't think i signed up for a warranty though
0: damn you amazon son of a bitch uh damn it uh but anyway back to jeff jarrett i mean you brought up edge being the exception to the rule i do agree with that yeah because i
1: mean and and we're also under a new regime where i feel like triple h is probably like seriously focusing on new young stars i i
0: have actually heard that they they that he said that he's not really into uh um part-time talent anymore right and I I do get that and that it's been a, a thing with me for a long time cuz I remember Roman Reigns I guess his new deals but a little bit is fewer dates and I, I'm like I I get he doesn't need to work every event but when every top star is only working big events like now you're a undercard guy like what do you do and yeah. like now you're like Dolph Ziggler you're main eventing house shows but you're not even on some of the pay-per-views you know yeah. it it's a weird catch 22 and like it, it was described to me like as if Hogan is top guy at WrestleMania and, like, they bring in Bruto to main event, it's like, right. wait a minute. You know, like, that's not necessary. Yeah. And at the same time, we had those huge stars then. in this era with the exception of Roman and Cena. There hasn't been as many.
1: And I will say, I feel like Roman deserves a bit of a break. Sure. Dude's been going hard since
0: Cena left. Yeah.
1: And so I feel like he does deserve a little bit of a break and let some of these other guys carry the load a little bit. But I also think that, like, he shouldn't be champion in that in that same respect. Exactly. Um, but, like, I, I definitely don't think part-time. The thing is, is, Roman can still work full-time if need be. Mm-hmm. But, like, some of these part-timers, like a Goldberg, like, like a Jeff Jarrett or something like that, we really
0: don't need it, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I feel like the thing is with Goldberg is, like, it's been pretty apparent that they don't really know the right way to book him. Yeah. Because they, like...
1: I mean, the dude can't work more than a, a minute.
0: Right. And so it's just, it's hard to, like, what do you do? Yeah. You know, like, what do you do here? And so the thing is, someone like Jeff Jarrett, I feel like he could elevate talent. Yes. And that's where I feel like he's useful. Yeah. Is if you let him be, you know, in that in that same spot and elevate oh, guys. Oh, yeah, for sure. But... You know, maybe they don't feel like it's necessary. Who knows? But uh, anyway, it's not going to happen now because he is G-O-double-N-E gone. Well,
1: technically, he just is a backstage contract that he got let go of. He could be a could be a worker. Hey, hey
0: I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you never know. Um, the Road Dogs making some news. Apparently, he might be headed back to the WWE. This guy has tried to get a job everywhere, and it's not worked. I don't yeah. know if you've followed that at all.
1: He changes opinions on people like... Week to week, depending on who he's texting with.
0: Yeah, apparently he uh, tried to get a job with AEW uh-huh. politics for that. That didn't happen. He shows up at Impact. Yeah, didn't get a job there. And I and I don't, I don't dislike Road Dog. I feel like he's one of those guys. The more he talks, the less I like. Him. <laughs> he talks a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah, kind of like I mean I've seen all the stuff with Disco recently. Disco's a dumbass. Well, right, but I mean at mm-hmm. the same time, it's like it's Disco. Like yeah. Would you have taken his opinion seriously in 1997? No.
1: But I will tell you this. A lot of people give him shit about never drawing a dime. Go back and watch some of those clips where he came out. People effing love Disco Inferno.
0: Well, I think I think because it was so ridiculously stupid.
1: Of course. It was a break from the cool shit. And now we got this nerdy looking dude doing disco moves. It was fun.
0: Well, well I mean, my dad liked it because like Saturday Night Fever. Of course. Right. I mean, so it's like it kind of hits you like. Yeah, okay. And he's got the hair and like the white suit and all that yeah. stuff. And like, it's silly. It's, it's incredibly, but it was entertaining. Right. You know, like, it, it, but at the same time he was never booked as like this. Badass dude or anything. He was booked like a, a goof, you know? So I mean, I think the
1: only title he ever won was the TV title. Sure. And I mean, he did join the wolf pack for a minute.
0: I liked the fact that like, they never officially like let him in. He was yeah. just kind of like their lackey. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like in his music, he still <sighs> had the disco inferno music, but they would put the wolf pack. Howl. Yeah. <laughs> Sporadically in there. I, I don't know. Like, at the same time, I'm like, I don't know why people put stock in what Disco Inferno says. Right. Like, like if you don't like his opinion, don't follow it. It ain't like,
1: like Dean Malenko's telling you what's right. What the I business mean, exactly.
0: Is. It's not like, yeah. yeah, someone who's like done it, been there, and is like well respected in the industry. No, I, wish, I wish,
1: I wish Dean Malenko had more of a presence on Twitter.
0: Which I think he's smart enough not to. Right. Yeah. All those guys that like are legitimately like respected, they're right. smart enough to be like, yeah, I don't need to do that shit. Right. I'll, I'll just keep my opinions to myself. Yep. So it's all uh,
1: it's all the people who like are fighting to stay relevant.
0: And that's to me, this is no different than Jim Cornette. Of course, G- not. Jim Cornette just figured this out a long time ago. He figured out I will go out there, I will trash the people that are getting the you know they're most over because the most praise. And talk about how stupid and silly and this bullshit you're killing the business.
1: But also too, Jim Cornette's a lot more respected in the wrestling business as far as from a fan's perspective because he's one of the greatest managers of all time.
0: But he's also he was a booker, he was a commentator, he did he wore a lot of hats. Yeah. So no, I get that. That that's a very good point, and it's. But I think he knew to get some, and like I I remember with Cornette, I. Used to listen to some of his shoot interviews. Mm-hmm. I thought he was funny. Yeah. Because the way he'd be like, hi, John, fuck you. you yeah. Know? Like <laughs> it, just, it made me laugh because of how he just did not give a shit at right. all. But then, like, he starts going and, like, to the point you're like, okay, dude, like, yeah. calm down. Calm down a little bit. Uh, but with Road Dog, like I said, I haven't followed it all that much, but it does seem like the guy is very much lobbying for a job. Sure. But I mean, to me, like, I've, there's, old, there's clips floating around of him and Billy Gunn doing. Um, like shoot interviews, trashing out Triple H and Vince. I think those are old. They are. It's because yeah. they were in TNA. Yeah, but that's kind of one of those things where it's like, clearly your opinion switches on a dime, and I think that's the the problem. Yeah. A lot of AEW drama. Love it.
1: You think you do? You? I mean, not that I like. Not that I'm like happy. Bad things are
0: happening to AEW. I just it makes it exciting. So we, we start with CM Punk and uh, Hangman Adam Page, right? And like that, there's some beef, and Punk throws a little jab out there on a promo. Yep. Was unplanned, shouldn't have done it. I felt like I thought that was a work to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now we know that there's apparently Thunder Rosa has upset a lot of people in the locker room. Yeah. The women's locker room. That She's is. been sandbagging and all that. Sandbagging, working stiff, and. Mm-hmm. To the point where, like, everybody can't stand her. Yeah. I don't know. I've heard nothing but good things from inside the business and outside, like Mm -hmm. people that have met her as a fan and people that have worked on shows with her say she's amazing. She's also a legit MMA fighter. Yeah. I think she's cool as shit. Great look. She's, I don't know, very, very great talent, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't get where all these women would be like, one of the stories I read was like, she hid in the bathroom because this one girl was looking for her. I don't see Thunder Rosa being the type to like hide in the bathroom. Yeah, it doesn't like, sound right. Doesn't seem right. Yeah. Now I'm hearing there's beef with Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. where uh, where Kingston got upset because Guevara called him like a fat piece of shit, like all these fans or something, and confronted him in the locker room or at the backstage area and got in his face. They got pulled apart. And... Yeah. So now we have all these personal issues. Doesn't it seem weird that for, like, the first several years of this company, there was no personal issues that we ever got reported? Right. Now they're all happening all at once. It seems a little convenient Now that me.
1: things are going really good with WWE.
0: Well, and it's not even the things I that are going really good with WWE, but they have all the buzz. Right. Like, one episode of this show, we didn't even talk about AEW. Yeah. Where that's kind of been where the news has been. Yeah. Because they have the most buzz right now. So... Like, what are your, what's your take on that? Right. Like you, you see that. And
1: yeah, I mean, I haven't followed the Thunder Rosa stuff. I've just, I just heard about that a couple of days ago. um CM Punk shit. Like, I don't really care. Like, I mean, I, you I think th- of that
0: match that being real quick. And like, he hurt his leg again.
1: Uh, if, if he's actually hurt, they just shouldn't have had the match. I don't think he's actually hurt.
0: I think it's a story. Yeah. Well, that's a dumb match then. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it's finger poke a doom, right? right. It like, was, yeah.
1: They just should have like made him relinquish the title. You know what I mean? Like, well, I,
0: that's that's people think it's going to be like the lead into a bigger story, but
1: maybe. But how do you come back from that? I don't know. I mean, that's weird. Apparently,
0: that's that's still the scheduled all-out main event.
1: That's weird, right? I mean? It's super weird. So that's I don't know that that's weird. WCW stopped booking to me.
0: Um, well, why would you book a very like. Huge match on your TV, yeah. Knowing it's going to hopefully pop a rating because this is Punk's in ring return, right? Yeah. Since injury, it's the champion versus champion. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to crown the undisputed champion, and it's three minutes. I just not. That's just not good. That's just not good. I don't. I
1: I, I will say it was better to put that on TV than on the pay per view because if I paid fifty bucks for that, sure, I'd have been fucking heated. Yeah. Um. But as far as the Eddie Kingston Sammy Guevara stuff goes, like. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that is a work um, because Eddie Kingston is a street dude and he's not going to get pissed off to the point where he's ready to fight somebody and like, you know what I mean? Like get himself fired or go to jail or some bullshit for assaulting a kid over getting called fat.
0: Here's the thing. It's the lowest hanging fruit, right? Like, Eddie Kingston has been called fat before. Yeah. I mean, obviously like, yeah. you know, like that's like that to me is like the thing about him that makes him different is that he's not in great shape. Kind of like Kevin Owens. Like I'm sure Kevin Owens has been called fat because well, yeah. he doesn't have the typical wrestler body. Yeah. Right. And so
1: I'm just saying if Eddie Kingston is no, as street as he actually says he is, he ain't gonna get butt hurt over a couple words.
0: That's what I mean. So it doesn't doesn't it seem like that's another problem? I think if they're trying to create personal issues, yeah, like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, it didn't happen over one little comment. Right, there was heat building and brewing for a long time. Yeah, and they worked themselves into a shoot. That's believable. Yeah, That's like he called me fat. Now we're mortal enemies. Okay, get the hell out of here. Yeah, I feel like this is doing more harm than good. Is the point I'm trying to
1: make? Yeah, I mean it all seems dumb because none of it really. It's like okay, they're really like there's legit heat. It makes everybody sound like baby back bitches, is what it makes everybody sound like. Right? Because like, oh, you guys are mad because somebody said a, a bad thing about you on television. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> baby, baby want to clean next, You know, it's like this is
0: dumb. I'm I'm liking the Bane voice there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm tired. A <laughs> <laughs> sleepy Bane here, but yeah. no, it's it is it is very. It is very bizarre because it's it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so you're essentially putting stuff like this out there to the public. And if and if if it's not legit, which I don't think that it is, because I right. don't see this many like because there was also apparently an AEW talent meeting yeah. that happened where they also, I guess, sent an email to Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan and said, Hey, stop tampering with our talents. Um which
1: if you guys didn't hear that, I rolled my eyes really hard. He did roll his eyes. I saw yeah. it. I can confirm. Yeah. Um, it's ridiculous.
0: I don't, I don't <laughs> like, know. It's dumb. I, just, I mean, like, are they. It's one of those things, like, if unless they're like full on, like, hey, get out of your contract, like, there's just like.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, you're telling me Tony Khan's never talked to a dude. You got to hey, like, hey, bud. When that's over with, come holler at us. You tell me he's never done that.
0: Dude, Adam Cole's contract expires like three days later. He's on right. a pay-per-view. Right. I think they came to terms to a deal that quickly. No, there was talk before. Yeah, and that's just it's it. It's off the record, but it happens. I you know?
1: guarantee, like, just just because, not not has nothing to do with money, but just because WWE has been in the, the business way longer than Tony Khan has, they probably know how to handle contracts way better than Tony Khan.
0: Well, it, exactly. And I know Scott Hall was under contract to WWE as Razor Ramon. And he said he got an offer. Yeah. So was he under contract when he got that offer? Yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Because he left and immediately showed up on Nitro. Yeah. So, like, how is that not contract tampering? Right. You know, like, unless he just is like, I'm not resign. I don't know. I don't exact. I don't know how contracts work, but. It just it comes across weird to me, and to me, I think the the thing about AEW initially that I really enjoyed is that it seemed fresh mm-hmm. and like they featured new talents we knew, but a lot of new talents as well, and ultimately seemed like a fun new alternative to what we knew as pro wrestling for many years, which was WWE. Sure, and so now with all this stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't think this is the right way, and if these are legit things try to bury that shit so it doesn't get out there people hear about it cuz i mean obviously there's conflicts right
1: yeah but like again the conflicts that are happening are the dumbest effing conflicts ever right like
0: i i here's the thing hangman page is not even scheduled for a pay-per-view match right right so i mean there there's obviously something in the works there's something yeah. planned i'm sure mjf will be returning you know i mean it's all a big master plan i think i Khan, sure as shit hope so. And Tony Khan's going to pull his hood off. It was me, Austin. Yeah,
1: I sure hope this shit gets figured out quick because my
0: God. Well, like, what do you what do you think is the best case scenario for them? Like, like, obviously, you have to have a plan. They go to the impact zone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I mean, like, I, I there this is like it's getting so bad that I feel like they are just TNA with a bigger budget. Well, yeah. And that's not a good thing. I'm not talking like TNA when TNA was buzzing with Kurt Angle and Kevin Nash and all those guys. I'm like
0: oh nine 9 TNA, Yeah, right? I'm
1: talking like, damn, they should probably go ahead and close the doors up.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is not something we've talked about because it didn't seem like they were trending downward, but do you feel like AEW's in it for the long haul? No. You don't? Not
1: anymore. I Their reaction... To Triple H doing good for WWE has been, like, so scatterbrained. Yeah. Like, they don't even know what to do. It has been, like, the most chaotic reaction to this, to WWE, like, putting out good product. Because they've been coasting on mediocre shit. And they've been coasting on it because we've been so accustomed to crap. Yeah. Yeah. Mediocre seems like five star.
0: Interesting, it's an interesting take for sure. I
1: mean, a lot of people might not agree with that, but like, no, I'm not saying
0: it's that's wrong. I'm just saying I haven't put it in those terms. But
1: but if you look at a lot of it, I I have never watched an AEW. I mean, I've I've been entertained by it, but I've never watched an AEW Dynamite. Or a pay per view, and like thought about it the next day, and be like, "Damn, that was such a good event."
0: The the all out event I thought that they did last year, where Cole and Danielson showed up, was great.
1: Those two moments were fun, but I don't remember a fucking match on that card.
0: I I thought that was a good card. Like that's I think the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers, right? In that that same event. I mean, I I don't know. But I remember. Okay, here is the thing: when I used to watch the Attitude Era, like it's not that the Attitude Era was that great of wrestling, Mm -hmm. but it was exciting. It had me excited. Like I couldn't wait till the next day yeah. to talk to my friends about, hey, just see what happened on wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been gone for a long time now, right? Yeah. To where we all watch wrestling sometimes out of habit. Mm-hmm. And it's I've noticed now more with like streaming services and all these things happening there where it's like there's so much out there, it's hard for me to want to invest three hours in a Monday night raw when there's all this good shit that I could be watching with the limited amount of time I have to watch television, right? Yeah. So with AEW, I think At this point, like I know that very first show they did, that wasn't the greatest pay per view. Except Cody and Dustin was an amazing match. Yes, like that was like match of the night. Easily, it was it was amazing. It was awesome. But you also like they're getting their feet wet. They're trying to get you know going. Like I brought up Keith Lee earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Keith Lee to me is like uh, he's an amazing talent. Like this guy, how is he not in the world title picture? Right. Right, like how is he not like? How is he? How how are him and Wardlow not feuding for the TNT title? Yeah, like how is he not doing stuff with Jericho and all these top top talents? Yeah, how is he not, you know, like going up against Moxley for the title? Yeah, he's in a tag team. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's like you bring him in with all this hype, and then it's just like, no, it's still in this tag team. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's strange to me. There, there's a lot of aspects of what they're doing. I, I guess I don't get now. I do want to give them the benefit of the doubt, though. Sure. Because I want them to be successful. I want, I, do. All, I want all wrestling companies to be successful. I do,
1: too. I want more competition for WWE because it, what Triple H is doing a good job of saving face. Yeah. Because WWE was going to You know why? Because he's shitter. not
0: on Twitter that much. Right.
1: But, like, it was going... WWE was legitimately going to the shitter. It was surviving just because of
0: its name.
1: Like, AEW doesn't have that luxury, so they have to be good. And...
0: That's a very good point.
1: And... Like with AEW, it's kind of like
0: a big name actor in a movie. It doesn't have to be great. Cause Will, it's
1: Will Ferrell. How many shit movies has, has he been in? But I loved him because it's effing Will Ferrell.
0: Right. But I mean that, and right. And and that's a great example because even in those shit movies, there's a couple of funny moments.
1: Yeah. And it's like, oh, the movie is awesome. Remember this line? Like,
0: right. But then ultimately you're like, man, he's funny, but his, some of his movies are kind of shitty.
1: I think of semi pro yeah. is like one of my like favorite movies that are actually dog shit. But there's so many little funny one-liners in there that I love it. Right, and it's but like that's WWE in a nutshell. And
0: I went and watched Bewitched in theaters because he was in it.
1: Awful movie,
0: terrible movie, but
1: it's got some funny moments in it. Right, because Will Ferrell's just hilarious. But like exactly, but AEW, like I said, doesn't have that luxury. My whole thing is, you know, you mentioned the Attitude Area had had its moments. Like I feel like AEW can't try to emulate that because they tout about being a wrestling company. So, like, if you have, like, moments of, like, Daniel O'Brien showing up and, you know, Adam Cole showing up, and it's like, that's cool, but, like, you're a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. You make everybody know that's a wrestling show. Like, what wrestling match did I remember that night? Like,
0: mm. I didn't. Well, do you think that is also the fact of, like, because WWE likes to call it sports entertainment?
1: Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. But, I mean,
0: like, wrestling is, is all-encompassing, right? It I mean, is. I, I get it what is. you're saying, but. But I mean, honestly, if you think back to the the WWF era, like the golden era of wrestling, it's moments. Like I'll mm-hmm. never forget Macho Man getting bit by the cobra. Right. It's not wrestling, quote unquote, but like that—that's like holy shit. Like yeah. you know, the Undertaker debuting. You know, Ric Flair showing up with that big gold belt. It's like what the—I mean, I knew even at that age, like that's WCW. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not—that's not for here. Like right. Holy crap! This is totally different. But it, it's moments. I think there is something to be said about moments. Yeah. There's that
1: noise back. Maybe it is my mic.
0: (laughs) I bet it is. Yeah. That's that's probably better. At least it's not the roadcaster.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, this mic has been, this is like, this came with us since the last Breaker and Band headquarters. Yeah.
0: So it's been through some headquarters. Yeah.
1: um, But yeah. So we might have to
0: just replace the mic. That's all right. Um, But again, that's better than the roadcaster. Absolutely. Yeah. Way cheaper. Yeah, so that's that's definitely something we could do. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I know we're kind of spinning our wheels on this, but I don't know. Like, it's it's one of those things, like, do you think... Someone brought this up to me one time, and I, I thought that was a very... It might have been even been you. Like, are there casual wrestling fans? Yeah, that what, wasn't me. Someone brought that up to me. I thought that was an interesting take. Like, what's a casual fan? Yeah. That would mean you just watch it every now and then. Mm-hmm. But who, do, who watches it just here and there, right? Like, who literally flips i mean because no one flips the channels anymore i yeah. feel like in this day and age you don't watch anything by accident
1: I, I would even go as far as to say that you're a casual fan sure because i mean you don't watch the product you see it on twitter but you don't watch the product right exactly you know What i mean like i would say that's a casual fan right you know because I mean, i'm sure there's a shit ton every week that you don't see
0: oh yeah like you know? it, and i do know that i with AEW, because I was excited about the product, I would go through Twitter. Yep. Because they would update, like, all the moments. Yep. And honestly, that's easier for me. Like, in, no. And I brought up this point one time, I thought this was so ironic. 96, 97, it was like I was really wanting to watch wrestling. Mm-hmm. I was playing a lot of sports, and I wasn't able to watch Raw, because I was usually doing karate or baseball or something those nights. So I would watch the recap shows on Saturday morning and Sunday morning. Yeah. And so it'd be like clips of what happened. Mm-hmm. I remember that's when I first saw Farouk debut and beat up Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. Like, I don't know who this guy is with his blue headgear, but I love it. <laughs> I, loved it. I didn't even know that uh, was
1: Ron Simmons. Hell no.
0: Uh, no no one did, I don't think, initially, yeah. unless you were like a super plugged in, right? Which is
1: weird because it, well, he wasn't hiding his face.
0: <laughs> right. But it's like, I don't like, and like, I didn't, it didn't even clue into me that it was a helmet. You right. know? I was just like, what the hell is that? Yeah. You know? But I just remember. You know him debuting, and I'm like, oh man, I want to. I wish I could see that whole show. Yeah. Now I go back. I'm like, maybe that's what hooked me is moments. It's not sure. Like, do we get hooked by wrestling, or do we get hooked by moments in wrestling?
1: I mean, I I think we get hooked by moments in wrestling for sure. Right. Because
0: the, the reason you watch it long form is so you don't you're there alive for that moment, right? Yes. See, I I've been tuning into Raw the past couple of
1: weeks if I can you know, ever since AAA just taken over because I, I don't want to miss, like, the cool moments. You right. know, it's like last Monday I did miss it because um, I can't remember what I was doing, but, like, you know, that was when Gargano showed up. That was when um, uh, other dude. Loomis? Loomis, you know, kidnapped The Miz. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, like, There's a lot of shit going on, you know? And so it's one of those things. Like it, it does make you feel like you need to watch it again, which is fun. But like, it's it's not so much the fact that you want to see the matches. It is it's the moments, the little 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 things that happen.
0: Well, I think those the moments build the matches, right? And I think that's something that's sometimes missing with AEW. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what I think. This is maybe their attempt to do that. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense, like this is like, hey, here's what we're doing. We are going to do all this stuff. Great personal issues so that way when we put out a pay per view, people will want to buy it because they want to see all these matches because all this shit's happening, right? Like even mm-hmm. Cody and Dustin, as good as a match that was, didn't have any build really.
1: But let's let's go through the promo package of Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. There you go. You called me fat, so I'm going to beat your ass. Boom! Let's get to the ring. That's pretty whack.
0: It is. It's terrible. Like again, that you're right. It's not. It's not a good.
1: Yeah, it's not a good build. It's not and that's not even a good start to the feud. Like, you know, when uh Hook and Danhausen had their little shtick, it all started because of a bag of chips that Danhausen's crumbled up, you know. And it's like that was funny because Danhausen's a comedy character. But like fat shaming is kind of a dumb reason to fight.
0: Well, right, it's just it's but it's also one of those things like Sammy Guevara gets a lot of heat. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I think a lot of it's because you know he proposes to his girlfriend on national television, and then a couple months later he's with Ty Conti, and yeah, you know they're all hot and heavy. So yeah, seemed a little off. I think to, for the most part, but sure, hey, things change. I mean, it is what it is. It's his personal life. Yeah. nobody's business. And he's but, also young and dumb. Sure, and and I think and I think they're married now, so that yeah. it went quickly. But it, it's one of those things now. So like you said, like what's the video package? Like right. why is there? But, again, no one does video packages like WWE. Right. Like, I, w- I was mentioning to someone one time, I was like, you know, if you were watching, you know, like a Clash at the Castle, right, it's coming sure. up. If you've not watched any programming in years, they will catch you up to every match. Absolutely.
1: You're not going into will. this
0: cold. Absolutely. The idea, I think, for them is to make you a fan. Yes. Right? And so I think with um, with AEW, sometimes they assume you're already a diehard.
1: Maybe. Maybe. But you, my whole thing with the with AEW is, dude, they only have four pay per views a year. Right. You've got to have, you can't have cold matches. Right. You have no excuse not to have a damn good story behind each match.
0: Well, but again, the same Jungle Boy and Christian Cage has been a story. Sure. That's, that's, and pretty that's good. a
1: really good story. I think that's a good story. But like Eddie Kingston,
0: Sammy Guevara ain't it. You know, because well, it's thrown together for a pay per view. Right. Because yeah, they're trying to get guys on the card. But that's
1: dumb. You know what I mean? Like we don't,
0: we don't yeah, well, I mean, but, I mean that there, there was a whole WWE angle with Jericho and Kane having a feud. Cause he spilled coffee on him.
1: Like my, my thing, I think Eddie Kingston is like gangster enough to where he could have, this whole feud could have been started by Eddie Kingston walking up to Sammy and saying, I think you're a punk bitch. Yeah. And that'd be it. Like that could have been it, but like, it makes Eddie Kingston look like a bitch. It does. By him, like, getting so, like, his panties in a wad
0: because somebody called him fat. Like, it makes him look bad. Well, here's my thing. And I've kind of been saying it, but not directly. I think AEW, what they're doing is planting stories to reporters. And they're going to report it because that's mm-hmm. what they do, whether there's fact there or not. And not thinking about, like, Okay, how does this make someone look? Like you said, yeah. ideally for a baby face, Eddie Kingston in this situation, there needs to be some sympathy for him, right? Yeah. And so if he's upset because a guy called him chubby, like. Right. It's like, well, dude, like, you you are. Like,
1: you clearly eat too much cake. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I'm in the same boat, brother. It's all good. But, like, yeah, I mean, we we all know, like, Eddie Kingston's, like, probably a crazy son of a bitch, tough dude. But like
0: he... Well, like I said, he's been called fat before, obviously.
1: Right. Like, he doesn't need to use that as an excuse to beat somebody up. He could yep. say, like, hey, you look too pretty. I'm going to beat your ass and make you look like a man.
0: Mm-hmm. You don't... You could... The whole thing is, like, it's, wrestling is simulated violence, right? Like, if you yeah. want to do a promo battle, that's all you... Like, you know, like... And Eddie Kingston can kill it on promos. Like, Sammy is like, you're jealous because you'll never look like me. Yeah. You'll never have a girl like me, you know? You'll never be considered... One of the best stars in this business because this business has passed you by. You're past your prime. Blah 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 blah. You're an old man. You know you're not in shape, and you'll never be on my level. And I'm just getting started. And Eddie Kingston, like I, you know, I used to swallow punk bitches like you every day. Like you're nothing. Used to eat pieces of shit like (laughs) you for breakfast. (laughs) Do you remember Shooter McGavin getting arrested? No. Yeah, and I guess like when they arrested him, he's like, you know, I was in Happy Gilmore. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. (laughs) <laughs> shooter.
0: <laughs> funny story i i have a shooter mcgavin t-shirt yeah just because i think that's amazing yeah and uh i wore it when i was in japan and billy gunn like popped huge for that did he he's like shooter McGavin. <laughs> that's what i'm talking about <laughs> I don't even know if he knew what it was from, but he just because, <laughs> like I said, it has this picture. And he's doing a wink, and it says like like eat pieces of shit for breakfast, but it's bleeped out. Right. And I was like, I want to make sure that's like not real well visible. In,
1: in in my dreams, I want him to not know who it is. Him him just think that's like a really cool T shirt. Shoot the gun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like thinking it's almost like a reference to the smoking guns for some uh, maybe. reason. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: I mean. I love it. It's great. But uh anyway, that's kinda I guess that pretty well wraps up our wrestling talk. It's just uh probably not the best way to do it. I I think going instead of trying to like worry about WWE, worry about yourself. Do a promo battle, have these guys hate each other in the ring, yeah, put on a good pay per view match, don't try to work the whole audience. And I feel like that's what they're trying to do.
1: Yeah, and I, I think that's what needs to happen with with them. CM Punk, Adam, Adam Page, Cole, Adam Page. Page, too many Adams. Adam Bomb. Yeah. Bring him back. Bring like him. him back. Son of a bitch. Bring him. He looks good. Dude. He could, he could work. He could kill them all. I'd be all about
0: it. Adam Bomb or Wrath. Which one are you going with? Oh, I, I would do Wrath.
1: Whatever. That was a
0: cool name, wasn't it?
1: Damn cool name. And especially when he, like, dropped the Mortal Kombat gimmick and then just wore, like, the, the singlet like he did. That was, like, ice. Dude. Wrath was cool as shit,
0: man. That's another one. Like, how does WCW not push that guy?
1: And then how did WWE flop on him when he came back as as Chronic with uh, Brian Clark? or,
0: Yeah, Brian Adams.
1: Brian Adams, excuse me. Like, how did WWE mess that up?
0: You got me. I mean, I know
1: Undertaker and Kane didn't like whatever they were
0: doing or whatever it was. Well, which is weird because Undertaker's best, one of his best friends was Brian Adams.
1: Yeah, and so it's like, I don't know what the hell happened there, but like, Chronic was badass. I bet Undertaker and Kane were jealous. Because they were so badass.
0: Well, I mean, that the thing is about that though is like there's money to be made there. Absolutely. That, that, that was like a weird, like unforgiven pay per view. Yeah. It's their only pay per view appearance, and I remember thinking that that was weird because it's like, like this is like, like they were the baddest team in WCW. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no one badder than Kane and Taker, right? And it's so, also
1: crushing Adam Mom.
0: Right. I, so there's money there. Yeah. Like you'd think that they could, they could, they could milk that for a long time. Absolutely. I, I never got that one, but. um yeah, I mean, Adam Cole, Adam Page, Adam Bomb. Too many Adams, too many Coles, too many Pages. There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a bunch of them. But uh, anyway, we got some toy talk, so what do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go.
1: Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your Bane do a bit
0: of toy talk. All right, we got some toy talk. Big underscore Bane. So I, I was kind of filling you in here. Um, we... Did a, a special TV toy cast with Sal from Rush Collectibles. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, actually, how this all happened is because he hit me up after he heard us talking, because he listened to Power Hour and us kind of talking about all their new lines, like their monsters, yeah. their retros, and then the new ECW style. Um, and which I, you know, we kind of talked about on the show, but I was like, man, I dig what you guys are doing. I think it's really cool that you're kind of going after all these different things. Because I know one thing you've said before is like, you're tired of the retros. Everybody's doing yes. the retros. And if
1: you're going to do retros, go out of the box.
0: Right. Yeah. And, but at the same time, like he's doing that, but he's also doing monsters. Yeah. But then he launches this ECW line. And I'm like, to me, the ECW figures are really cool. Cause a, they didn't last really that long. And they're kind of different than anything else. So adding a continuation to that is super cool to me. Absolutely. Um, the monsters might be even more so exciting because I think the idea of having, you know, a Dracula Hasbro is just that's just incredible, right? Hell yeah, it is. Like there's something super cool about what they're doing. Um, he did reveal in um in the um episode, and you know he kind of talked he was talking prices and stuff. And again, a lot of that I don't understand, you know, because yeah. I, I just I'm not in the business. But he did mention if the monsters do well, there is a concept for a monsters ring, not a monster ring like Jack's, but like a monsters ring. And he kind of talked about how the the ring posts would be like tree trunks and. Mm -hmm. There'd be like lightning bolt ropes and the ring itself would have a mouth that could eat the rest or the figure, I guess. And like, there'd be like cobwebs over the side of it and stuff. I'm like, dude, that is amazing sounding. Like we don't get a lot of gimmicky stuff. I know the last like real gimmicky thing I remember is when they did that masters of the universe ring. Yeah. Which was cool, but it was still just a ring. So like, this is to me, like this is a home run and a half.
1: You know, if he, if that wasn't just a one off and he still listens Maybe you ought to take the uh, Mattel Creations idea and like do like the pre-orders thing, like how they did with the uh, the Ultimate Ring or whatever. Yeah,
0: I like mean, a crowdfunding deal. Yeah, I mean that's I think, not a bad idea.
1: I think that would be because I mean you wouldn't even have to go into even pre-production until people pay for it. That's true. And so I mean that you could fund the money before you even do it.
0: That's 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 very true. That's not not a bad idea
1: because I think that would be. I think he would have a cool ring.
0: I, I think he wants <laughs> to see if the monsters do well first. Yeah.
1: I know that's that's right
0: up my wheelhouse for sure. Is that something you plan to dive into?
1: For sure, yeah. I mean, if if like the bank account allows it, like yeah, for sure. Because that shit is cool.
0: I mean, a a Frankenstein Hasbro with his head that can pop off, like that's super cool, right? Yeah. And he mentioned they were at a con, uh, the the weekend that we recorded, and they don't have a lot to show yet, but they showed some concept art some uh you know grayed out sculpts and frankenstein was one of them he said everyone got a kick out of taking his head off and i'm like well yeah because that's super cool that's awesome i mean yeah. yeah i mean it's it's amazing and i think there's so many licenses like with horror films you mentioned uh before we started recording uh, hatchet victor crowley yes because that's kind of a more independent i mean that it's it
1: a lower budget
0: lower budget horror film but he's yeah. an iconic character it's not a Michael Myers or a Freddy Krueger, but it's it's kind of in that wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. That would be super cool, yes. right?
1: I, th- I also think of uh, a, and this might be a bigger deal of a character, but Sam from Trick or Treat, the mm-hmm. the l- little little alien kid. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be
0: a cool one too. There, there's a lot you can do. I know, like with you know, re- some of these characters are public domain, so you kind of reimagine it. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean and then licensing is a whole thing as well. You could do Winnie the Pooh now. Yes, <laughs> that is public domain. <laughs>
1: He could do a spooky Winnie the Pooh. Hey,
0: what do you think of that movie?
1: I'm, it's it's I'm off ec- topic, but I'm excited to see it because I I don't think it's Winnie the Pooh. I think it is a. Uh, it looks to me like just a killer in a Winnie the Pooh mask. Yeah, and then somebody with a piglet mask, which I think is even like better. It's because, funny.
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah, but
1: it's gonna be a bad movie, but I
0: think it's gonna be a fun movie. Kind of like Monster Brawl, like some of those just weird things. Like what the hell? Is I don't this? know if I've ever seen Monster Brawl. It's that wrestling monster movie. Oh, I never saw that. I, I never did to either. It, it looked but, really bad. But was Piper was in it, right? I think he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's uh, looks interesting. Yeah. I I think it's actually on like Tubi, maybe. I love bad horror movies that are meant to be bad. Now, Drew Venzel, I believe, has seen it and has said it is amazing. But like, I'm sure it's like he means that like it's a terribly bad movie. Yeah, but in a good way.
1: I love just, movies like that. There's a sure. movie on Shudder I've been dying to watch, and it's called Slacks. And it's literally about killer pants, amazing pants that kill you. And it's like
0: just don't put the pants on.
1: Yeah, just <laughs> hang them up in the closet. And never, never grab them. Grab you some sweatpants. Yeah, it's like that's that's an amazing idea to me. It's stupid.
0: Oh, it's incredible. But it sounds stupid. amazing. But yeah, but it's fun, and I think that's the whole point. And so I think with this uh, monster masters line that he's doing, like I, the retros are cool too, right? I mean, because he's doing guys For that sure, have never yeah. had. I've never really had figures like I know Chris Harris and James Storm both have upcoming figures, which is cool. And there's more of the ECW style like Brian Myers is signed. uh, He announced on the show Sabu is going to get one of those. Awesome. And um, there might have been someone else. He announced Joey Knight is getting a figure who's a a British UK wrestler. Okay, so to me, it's cool. I, I just think, you know, it's one of those things like. With all these companies doing the same stuff, you need to differentiate yourself. And I think that's what he's doing now. And I think that's Absolutely. really cool. So yeah, I want to support them. So make sure you guys give Rush Collectibles a follow and check out what they're doing. And make sure to check out that interview uh, with uh, me, Travis, and Sal on TV Toycast. Absolutely. All right, man. Anything else you want to have before we get out of here? Let's just plug it up. Of course, we want to throw a shout out to some of our podcasting buddies like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Uh, They drop a new show every Sunday, and um, also uh, Scott's Side Project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out as well. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Of course, In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. Our buddies over there talking all things NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his wife, Kaylin, and the twins. Yes. Were you kicking the table? Was I didn't me? mean to. I
1: thought it was me. It was an accident breaker. Calm down.
0: I will not. <laughs> going to calm up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Wreck my podcast with Jordan Zylinger and his crew over there. F- funny story about that. Uh, a friend of mine one time was working at a factory. I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but he had to be there at 7, I think, and he shows up at 6.58. Okay. Walks in at 6.59. The boss says, you are almost late. He goes, can't be almost late. Yeah, <laughs> That's not how time works. He's like, technically, I was early. Yep. And he said, you can be late or early or on time. And I was early. Yep. Boss didn't like that very much. But I thought, I was like, well, that's a very. But he's right. He's right. He said, because if I'm almost late, then I can be almost early. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so if I show up at 7.01, I was almost was early. Almost early, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that is such a weird. I mean, obviously, like, you know. He's not gonna appreciate that, but he's not wrong. Yeah, I do. he's like time's absolute. Like, there's no almost.
1: When I worked at Mathis Brothers, I had a supervisor who told me that. Like, he was like, "If you're a uh, what did he say? If you're 15 minutes early, you're you're on time. If you're on time, you're late." And I was like, "That's was, not true. Nope, that's that's some bullshit right there."
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. I see a lot of stuff on TikTok now about like just terrible bosses. Yeah. You see all that stuff too. Yeah,
1: it's it's because that's how all of them are.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I think it's, it's except
1: for my boss. My boss is great. Oh
0: yeah, I know you love him, but I, I don't know. I feel not that we need to get on a tangent there, but I feel like there's a <laughs> lot more, a lot more of that kind of coming forward. Where people yes. are like, yeah, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But it's fun stuff. Um, also, check out trivia with buds with Ryan Buds, mm-hmm. and of course, Howling with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf, and of course, don't forget his Chop Shop. In fact, I just got a figure in today. Yeah, the one and only superstar Billy Graham. Yeah. Rocking some hardcore six packs on that dude. He was, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, came with two heads. So he's got the uh, the bald like 80s head and then like the 70s with like the balding hair. Nice, superstar Billy Graham has gone crazy, I feel like more recently, but he's a pretty toyetic character, he right? He kind of
1: originated the Scott Steiner look too, though.
0: He did, absolutely. Yeah. I think Scott Steiner actually very much molded that from him. Yeah, I know. Uh, he was a big influence on Ventura and Hulk Hogan too. So it's yep. so pretty cool to have him in the collection, absolutely. I uh, also check out pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at A Chair Shot. He just released a new episode. He did. On the uh, new Gen Arena that you mentioned earlier, the crowdfunded ring. Yeah, uh, which is cool.
1: Yeah, he's 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 been contacting me about getting Bill Benes on and I'm like, "Brother, you don't know what what door you're Dude, opening." Dude, that's there. Pandora's box. You don't know what door you're opening there, bud. Tim, you know what you know what you're <laughs> opening up? It's a whole <laughs> box
0: of shit. Yeah, Tim, you don't you might think you want it until you get it. So have you like is he wanting you to facilitate the meeting with Bill yeah, Venus? Yeah,
1: and I said maybe, maybe just maybe at some point you and I should just have a conversation. Instead. Maybe, maybe be, that's better. Might be easier. Yeah, maybe so, that's
0: better. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Oh boy, that's, that's scary. That is very scary. Um, also, check out our other podcast. Uh, you know it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest. In fact, this past week I just had a uh, uh, one half of the fully Posable brothers Jeff Toon on. Nice. And then, in fact, Scott might be showing up uh, pretty soon thereafter. Hell, yeah. Uh, we mentioned No Holds Bar with Bill Benis. It's currently on sabbatical, but you can check all the uh, episodes out in the archives. And then, of course, the TV Toy Cast with me and Travis Fowler every Thursday. Mm-hmm. We just did an episode on the Incredible Crash Dummies. Yeah. With Steve Hoker, do you remember those? Oh, yeah, I remember uh, the Incredible Crash Dummies. What would you think of those? Loved them. See, what's weird, like, I told a story on there, like, I remember as a kid thinking they were the stupidest things ever. I loved them. I wanted one so bad as a kid. I got some for Christmas, Yeah, and I thought they were the greatest thing ever. But I I hated them. I thought, that's so stupid. Yeah, I loved them. They had, like, video games and stuff, too. Did you ever play the game? I did not,
1: but, like, I, uh...
0: Like, if you get hit, like, you lose a limb. Yeah. So eventually, like, he'll use his hands to walk, and then he'll hop... Until, like, you lose all your body parts and you die. I feel like, I played mobile games like that. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, it was a fun concept. It was, like, not a great game necessarily, but fun idea. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of crazy how, like, that was a huge deal then, the Crash Dummies. Like, yeah, what the hell is yeah, that? it was, like, a phenomenon back then. It really was. It's yeah. weird. It didn't seem like it lasted long, but mm. it was, like, that quick fad of, like, everything's Crash Dummies. Yeah. Weird. But, yeah, we can you can hear that on TV, Toycast, And, of course, all of Bane's music you can find on Spotify or Apple. In fact... New album alert, brother. Yeah, what is that? Second in like two months? Dude, you're just popping um, out music like a madman.
1: Yeah, so I told you I was going to do it, so y'all just, you know, you should have been prepared. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, the uh, the Spine and the Veil, which is my uh, new new little venture into this alternative pop uh, music that I'm doing. So I, um, if you pre-save the album, you not only get The Freaks, which has already been released, slightly redone, I did notice Um, that it sounded a little bit different. It's it's a little bit different uh, in the bridge. So I did. There was one thing that I did change, and so, uh, and I also like mixed it slightly differently. Um, And so it it is. It's 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 a revamp of that song. You get not only get that song, but you also get the Banshee and the Fiend, which is. The one song that, if you've heard me complain about this album for the last few months, that's the one song I've been complaining about, and I'm still incredibly unhappy with it, Uh, but I thought it was good, and then on release day, after it had already been finalized and everything, I realized, like, nope, that was... Not up to my standards at all so <laughs> hopefully if you listen to it you still dig it that's I, all that matters. I didn't notice
0: that at all but I don't have the same ear you have yeah and it's it's your music so I'm sure you're more critical sure I, I will say this when you said you get the Banshee and the fiend I thought that was two different songs no no no, no. that is one song <laughs> yeah
1: titled the Banshee and the fiend yeah um but that's that's um that's that it's coming out the rest of the album should be out in just a few weeks I, I can't even now I can't even remember the damn release date that i had on that september
0: 28th right is that right when is it
1: i don't think it's september 28th damn september now I, 16th that might be what it is september
0: 16th that sounds more like it september 23rd i'm just gonna throw out random dates i honestly can't
1: remember son of a bitch well
0: um, i i because i pre-ordered it and i highly recommend you doing that because um you do get like you said the new version of the freaks plus um the Banshee and the Fiend already. So that's kind of a cool thing. Are, is that a trend you might continue to do where you uh, put out an album and have September 16th is the, oh, let's see, yeah. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. My third guess was exactly right. <laughs> um, but is that, I like the idea of putting out a song as a pre-order, but then like the rest will come when it's released. That's a cool idea.
1: Yeah. And, and I, uh, most, most artists do that nowadays. And, it's I feel bad, especially for like Drew Vinsel. It's
0: like a teaser trailer. Because
1: right? well, yeah, I feel bad because like Drew Vinsel's on Spotify. He's not on uh-huh. Apple Music. And I can't I can't do that for Spotify. So like he's just kind of SOL. Or like anybody on Spotify who he's wants to listen to
0: Android it. one of them Android guys, I guess. Ooh. <laughs> who
1: wants to listen to it, like, has to wait until it releases. But like uh but yeah, if you're an Apple Music, User, you can do that, and I do plan on doing that. Uh, what, what other artists do, like when they release full length albums, um, is usually like they'll release one when the pre order date starts, and then a few weeks later, they'll release another one to kind of keep the hype train up on it. I didn't do that, I just released them both at the same time, and I only did that because and I'm not going to release another one until that because there's only seven songs on it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Two, I already released two out of the seven, so like feel like if I was going to release another one, I might as well just give you the whole album. I hear you. Are. So I'm just going to wait until the uh, the the album drops. So just a few short weeks away, and you'll get to check it out. I'll tell you my favorite song is that number one, and I can't wait for everybody to hear that because I think that's probably going to be everybody's favorite too. Awesome. the first man. song on there.
0: Do you, do you think we'll, we will see more stuff like this sooner or like, like your process is it is this easier to put out i, I don't know if that makes sense it, or not
1: it is because i can be more creative and just like dude like i have i have the dumbest lyrics in these like i have a lyric that i stole from willie wonka in the chocolate factory
0: i do like that movie I, I
1: have a lyric that i stole from beauty and the beast one of their songs like is it I, be our guest it is very nice no it's not <laughs> it's not even beauty and the beast it's a little mermaid I was going to do Beauty and the Beast, and under
0: I the didn't. Under the Sea? It is not. Is that about the penis castle?
1: Poor Unfortunate Souls.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love that song. I've, I've, i of all, it used to kind of freak me out as a kid.
1: Dude, I, that song, though, is my favorite
0: Disney song ever. Have you heard of that new book series, way off topic, Disney Chills? No. It's a Goosebumps-esque. Disney? It's called Disney Chills, and each book is like a one of the horror, not horror, one of the bad guys is like the main Antagonist. Oh hell yeah! And so the first one is like Ursula. And There's a like Captain Hook. There's um, like Malif- Maleficent or whatever. And, yeah. Um, a few others like Hades from Hercules. Okay. I'm like I haven't like read it. They're books though. Are they for kids? Yeah. Okay. It's a Goosebumps like. Okay. That's cool though. I thought that's a fun idea. Like yeah. I was kind of surprised Disney was like, yeah, let's do that. But I think that's a cool thing. There's also like a more teenage book series. When I was researching this, I found that where it's almost like a what if. Ooh. Like what if um Belle didn't say she loved the beast and he never turned into the prince again. Oh, she'd be dead. Well that oh that that was also no, it was also that may not have been it. Maybe that was something else, but it was also like the person that cursed the beast, like like was Belle's mom or something. Okay. Like like things were put into play or something like yeah. that. Almost yeah. like a different take on the classic story. I'm like, that's kind of a fun idea. So yeah, I'm not a huge reader nowadays, but I think stories like that are fun. Sure. Know? So I thought that was, I thought Disney Chills was kind of cool. You yeah. Know, I think my niece has one of the books, but I don't think she's read it yet. Yeah. Like, read that so I can like live vicariously through you. Absolutely. Cause that was a huge goosebumps mark. Yeah. I, I love that shit, man. I think if, if you were a goosebumps fan, hit us up. Cause yeah. we, we love the Goosebumps. We are all
1: books. about that.
0: I think I was a fan all the way up until the TV show, which I was super stoked for, but it was kind of shitty. So I was like, eh.
1: Well, we also had Are You Afraid of the Dark, and which so,
0: was essentially better.
1: And it was a superior show. Goosebumps couldn't live up to it. It should have just stuck to books.
0: I agree. Like, there were some of them that were just like, I remember I was like, I just read Phantom of the Auditorium or something. Yeah. And like, they put out the show, like, right as I finished, I was like, yeah. And I was like, this is dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not good at all. Nope. Uh, so also, uh, check out outsiders, beard code, get you some beard balm, beard oil, make the beard look fantastic.
1: Oh, quick news on that. Uh, oh boy. I'm working on getting, uh, candles for the holiday season. I got a couple fall candles, Halloween, spooky candles coming up. Um, one, one is, um, going to be the candle version of candle Jack. Very nice. So, um, I just, I had to go order more, um, stuff to make the scent profile for it. So. I got that coming up and Candle should be popping up in um probably just a few weeks. So if you're ready, if you liked Candle Jack, you need to need to re up on Candle come get you some. Come
0: get you some, absolutely. Yeah. And then also check out our t-shirts, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, dot search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, TV Toycast, and all of our podcasting buddies. Bane has a shirt store as well. Check all that out. Thank you guys for listening to Breaker and Mane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace, easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs>
1: It was good. It was really good. Pretty good.
0: That son of a bitch Eric Barker. You son of a bitch!
1: Can't not dig it. it!
0: Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.